I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> I forgot what toast tastes like. How Goods Footy. <laughs> Get the history books out, fellas. Fucking a roast trinity trinity. A three, a triple roast trinity. Three-peat, baby. The three-peat. We're in 2001, 2002, 2003 territory right now. It's too early in the podcast for me to have a direction. Please. (laughs) Please, Sean. You've had one since you saw Robbo slam one from 55 at three-quarter time. (laughs) That hasn't subsided for three days. You need to go to the doctor. Yeah, no, I've had one since we appointed Chris Fagan as coach. (laughs) (laughs) Is he there five years now? Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's been a rough five years on Sean's body, but beautiful for his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of things have happened this week. Uh, some great wins, some absolutely horseshit games that maybe one of our teams played in. Maybe. Who, who can say? Who knows? Um, and maybe a also, crime against the sport. <laughs> yes. And uh, also, Melbourne went back into lockdown. So, this is back to our recording over Zoom. Uh, our uh, unofficial sponsors of 2020. They're back in 2021. Um, Zoom, we, Zoom and Sexyland. Yeah. yeah. We we signed a one-year contract. It's been extended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, at this stage, it's just this episode that you'll get that's uh, recorded like this. So if the sound quality sounds a little bit more dog shit than usual, I apologize. But if it sounds better than usual, it's due to some excellent editing skills by yours truly. Well done. Yeah. So, well done. Without fucking around too much, because there'll be plenty of that when we're talking about our games. Let's get into it. Let's go. Friday night. Blockbuster. Prime time, Prime time Thomas. Game Prime of the year. time. Whoa! This uh, was going to be game of the year on paper. You look at this game and you go, this is game of the round. This is game yep. of the season so far. This is some St. Kilda Geelong 09 territory. Yes. Very much. Western Bulldogs took on Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. 
And boys, and listeners, Western Bulldogs, shit their fucking pants. Oh my god, did they ever. <laughs> Libba, 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 Libba. Well, no, I reckon, you, you talk about Libba, Melbourne looked at that star-studded midfield and went, oh, Bond, he's so good, McRae, yeah, sure. You stop Libba, you stop the dogs. That's yeah. what they did. They mm-hmm. shut him down and... It you know it there were a lot of other factors. They then you know beat the defense pretty comfortably all over the game yeah. pretty comfortably. But shutting down Libba went a long way to shutting down the dogs. Yep, that's the blueprint. That's it. It also yeah. helps that you know Melbourne have some very good inside midfielders who also were able to go head to head with a very like it was two very good inside midfields. One came in with a bit more of a plan than the other, and uh, they executed it beautifully, and it panned out for them. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tom, it's, it's far too early in this season to be saying that. <laughs> um, this game panned out for them. This yep. specific oh, yeah, this, game. Yes. And they played a scary brand of football. Um, so watching the game, like, just watching bits and pieces when it was happening, I was like, fuck you, Western Bulldogs, the one game you didn't show up to. But then when I watched, like, more of it, like, more longer passages rather than just, like, flicking to it like I was, I realized that Western Bulldogs weren't necessarily playing bad. Melbourne were just playing scarily good yes yeah like, for a long long period of time <laughs> yeah yeah they they faded a bit late but by then the result was you know, yeah over oh yeah they took the foot off i think yeah yeah so fucking hell if you are a melbourne supporter fucking hope you're still well i mean if you're a melbourne supporter and you're in melbourne hopefully not in the street partying but uh hope you haven't still kicking on in your lounge room from friday night because you've earned it you've earned it this week there's a melbourne fucking- there's a Melbourne driver who comes by my work every day, and yep. he's your typical pessimistic Melbourne supporter <laughs> who's just been Fair hurt. Enough. Who's been hurt for far too long, mm-hmm. and even just as little as a few weeks ago, he was still in that mode where it was like, "Oh, hey, how do you think you'll go this week?" And he'd be like, "Oh, they'll fucking beat us. Oh, it's all going to come falling down. We can't do it." <laughs> and now I talked to him last week against Melbourne. He was like, "Nah, we'll fucking smash him. We'll fucking smash him." No worries. And then we've got Brisbane this week. I will fucking smash you. It's over. We'll fucking smash you. And it's just like, what the fuck? The lid is off. Yeah, yeah, is, the lid is off. There's, the f- it's interesting. I think every Melbourne supporter has that, like, deeply wounded. They 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 opened mm. their heart up in that season where they made a prelim, and then their heart was crushed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, yep. it's very fresh in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I reckon we're probably at the period of time uh, where Melbourne supporters are starting to fucking tear up their ski fucking passes. Fucking calling Mount Buller and being like, not this year, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy this September. Buller's Please. gone bankrupt. They're not, they're not going to Buller. <laughs> they're going to Freshwater. Um, Freshwater Creek? What's it called? I don't know. I clearly don't ski. What's that one called? Falls Creek. Falls, Falls Creek? Creek. Okay. Falls yeah. Maybe? I don't fucking know, Tom. Do I ski? Tom. No. Tell you what, uh, and the fucking cheese industry should be absolutely shitting its pants because <laughs> sales be, of cheese, cheese yeah. boards through the fucking roof. It'll uh, be like cheese- the toilet paper industry last year. I <laughs> won't know what hit it. I love that out of both Melbournes, there are two clubs with Melbourne in their name. One of them has an official cheese sponsor, and it's not the one that should. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they missed missed opportunity. Um, yeah. I, this game, I lost interest in yeah, early in the second right. half. I can't really get into the canned fake crowd as well. Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah. also, you can tell it's fake because there was a point where the Bulldogs were done and they kicked a goal and it was a regulation set shot and none of the players celebrated and the crowd were always like, oh, yeah! 
It's like, yeah. that's the, if, if that was an actual game, they'd be getting booed. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys know what it someone told me that it's like a like a pedal of a car. Is that right? Like it's, no it sort idea. of just hums along, and then when exciting things happen in the game, in theory, you should put your foot down a bit, and it gets a bit louder and things like that. Because they're that not. Makes... If that's the case, they didn't really nail it. I think Seven are better at it than Fox. Fox don't seem to do it. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Fox seem to love. I will say, uh, in certain games where uh, maybe the crowd noise was entirely absent. Uh, because the game was horseshit and boring. Mm. Uh, hearing the players just like call out and stuff, that's pretty good. Yeah. It is interesting. That is interesting to get that that sort of yeah. take on the game. To hear, you can hear, like, you don't hear full on game plan shit, but just to hear the actual players actually speaking and you can hear, you can catch on to a few things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like yeah. stuff like Corridor. Like, them, yeah. Like, I was just about to say, stuff like Corridor yeah. is a big one. Mm. Anyway, Tom. Yep. It's time for next game, and it's almost time to just move straight past your game, because it was... And look, we are quite the overblown, exaggerated podcast at times. We are. But with full honesty and no exaggeration in my heart, this was one of the worst games of football I have ever seen played. And I've seen a fuck ton of football. <laughs> Collingwood took on Geelong, and fucking hell, they're honestly lucky there was no crowds there, because there would have either been riots or everyone would have left by halftime. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself, Tom. Look, it's look. It was a um, explain it better. <laughs> Fuck, it was mate. a terrible game. It was a terrible game to watch. Um, yeah. We looked good to half time. It looked like okay. Look, it's a bit scrappy. Um, I don't know how if you much did, of that Tom. is. You'd kick five eight and they'd kick no goals seven. That's also it, like wasted. Wasted. It was like very. Did you, see, did you see the stat that I think Swamp put out where it was like um, the the average scores for? Games with crowds and games without, and it's about a 30-point differential. Yeah. Cool. It just shows that crowds create more atmosphere. The ball moves different. ball moves different when people are cheering it. Mm-hmm. Um, players lift and kick, try more fucked goals, you know. Ball, if, if You're more likely to try to nail a cooked goal because the crowd's watching, I reckon. Yeah, I don't definitely. Know. It, was, it was an ugly game. Uh, we were brought down to their level, and I felt dirty watching this. And I'm glad we won. That is all else. I'm just fucking. I'm glad we won. And yeah, I'm glad, Tom. Yeah. I just say, just to add to your point, it's harder to build momentum as a team because sometimes you get on a, a bit of a run because your crowd is lifting you. So yeah, it kind of sucks. It's well, just a shitty situation. Yeah, um, and it's been highlighted by every single football media in existence. But Collingwood's game plan was disgusting. Oh. It was filth. Geelong it was... How's this, right? So so Collingwood are coming up against Geelong. We're mm-hmm. missing four of our best midfielders, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really nail the ruck, and they've got to fit Grundy for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Eh. Until you dropped him on his head. Until he died. But in the third <laughs> quarter. Early stages, wasn't it? Third quarter. We, we played the whole game in first and at most maybe second gear and Collingwood couldn't run over us because they got the ball and instead of like looking at a target, they just chipped back. They just That's the corridor comment. In this game, you could hear players screaming corridor and instead the ball's going wide. The game yeah. plan is terrible and they started to kick goals when they started to move the ball with a bit of something. Yeah, Tom, they're a bad team. What's your excuse? Oh, we played <laughs> we played shit. It was terrible. Mm. Sometimes you know you meet your you meet your people. Missing a lot of players would be our excuse. Yeah. 
Jared Waitley was commentating this on the radio, this game, and he said it's the worst experience he's ever had at the football. Oh, if he my said team never in his career, never in his career has he wanted to leave during a game. He said in the third quarter, he just wanted to walk out and go home. Yeah. Just leave dead air on the radio. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad. If well, if if I, he if he wanted to playing- Tom, he wanted to open the window and scream at the players <laughs> because there's no one there and they would have heard him. But he said he didn't have the courage to do it. He wished Rex Hunt was at the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I was listening yeah. to parts of this game on ABC Radio, which are usually a far, far, far more restrained. Like, just kind of, like, professional broadcasting, just, like, calling the game as it is. It was mm. Adam Ranam- Adam Ramanaskis and, fuck, someone else. And at halftime, one of them was like, look, I don't like Collingwood. I've never liked Collingwood, but when they play like this, it makes me hate them. And then the <laughs> other commentator, whoever it was, was like, look, I shouldn't be saying this, but I've never liked them either. Actually, it was probably the other <laughs> way around. Uh, I think it was Adam Ramanaskis was like, I shouldn't be saying this, but I never liked them either. Um, and then- <laughs> One of the commentators just left the commentary box to go get a tea, but the other commentator was just kind of left in the lurch. He was like, oh, I think he's just gone to go get a tea, but I honestly wouldn't blame him if he didn't come back. <laughs> and then there was at one point, they were like, oh, would you prefer to be at the other game commentating? He's like, no, 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 just leave me here. This game should finish me off for good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. It's and That was on uh, ABC. That yeah. sounds like fucking trip. Imagine if Triple M had to fucking... Oh, they actually, would have. There would have been a Triple M broadcast. I wouldn't have listened to it. I Look, I actually, watched the TV coverage, and at one point, boys, Jonathan Brown was like, "This is Collingwood right now, this is the worst I've ever seen a team play ever. And I'm talking junior <laughs> footy. Oh, he brownie. gave them a clip. He's like, this is insipid. What's the point of this? What's the point of this? And they're like, oh, Brownie, Brownie. He's like, nah, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, fair. what was the, like... I reckon Geelong is a half time and we're like, oh, we've got to we've got to do something. This is awful. This is bad. So we we decided not to kick any goals for the third quarter to see if it would help. Didn't. Dave kicked one. You it's should have just, used this as a percentage booster, Tom, but instead yeah, you only won mate. by ten points. Look, I think the fact again, the fact that we won missing They kicked four goals on you in the last quarter. Pretty yeah. disgusting. Game was over. Mate. I well, don't know. No, 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 no. I don't won care. By 10 points, I do not Tom. care. We won the game. We won. We won. I'm never looking at this game. No player will ever look at this game again at Geelong. Chris Scott sat him down after the game and was like, are you happy? Good. Go home. That's it. There was no debriefing. That was the whole thing. Um, the only only bright spark again was the combination of Parfit and Narkle playing beautifully together. Found out, you know why, boys? Housemates. Oh. Live together, hang out together, play, do jigsaw puzzles together. That's why they're... That's so why they, they, they know how one another's brain works. They're feeding off one another. Well, I'll um, tell you what, there yeah, was another so- thing similar to that energy that got brought up this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of like little little secrets popping up. It's um, good. Yeah. Oof. But um, uh, this game was horseshit. We spent 10 minutes too long on it. We've only spoken about it for five minutes. It's 10 yeah. minutes too long. What the this, fuck, Tom? This isn't Tom, about this what, game, but okay. I learned an incredible Geelong fact today. <laughs> it better be Jesus. fucking incredible, Tom. I'm getting ready to kick Harry you out of the Taylor. meeting. I'll do it. Ooh, it's okay. about Harry Taylor. The Milkman. The Milkman. Um, the legend of the Milkman continues. I learned today that after every game of football, Harry Taylor played. Mm-hmm. So at the start of the season, he would write a pledge for the year. He would pledge. Mm-hmm. 
So for example, in 2011, he wrote a pledge, uh, I will give absolutely everything in this game today. I will be the most committed, ruthless, respected, disciplined, and honest player on the field. I will keep my focus simple and will push the limit to help my team win, right? Printed it out and then had lines. And after every game, he would no, before every game, he would write the round, the opponent, the time of the game, and then sign it as his recommitment to his pledge before every game of football he ever played in his career. That's hectic, Tom, but that's an oath, not a pledge. He's, he, he calls it a pledge. In the, oh, I'm going to well, send you this photo. Email. He's drank too much milk and he's dumb now. <laughs> he calls it a pledge. Yeah. Did he fulfill that pledge in his final game? No. Next game. <laughs> Didn't, left one unsigned. <laughs> No, he would have signed it. He would have signed it. It was before the game. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom. That's right. That was that was a low blow on the milkman. That was extremely low, and I apologise for it. But that's what you get when you talk about a shit, a fucking shit game for ten minutes. Yeah, look, it was shit. You spoke oh. about it more than I did. Nah, I had nothing to say. You talked about Jared Wheatley, and then Dusha. Next look at my game. look at my audio Next track. Empty game. Brisbane <laughs> took on GW. Next game, Thomas. Brisbane Lions took on GWS, and fucking hell, you blew them away, Sean. That's right. Look, I don't want to harp on about it, guys. It was an impressive performance. I don't want to waste too much of the, the show's time on on one game specifically. But you Brisbane can, are good. so you should. Oh, thanks. I will, happily. Um, the Giants, did you hear in the lead-up to this game, they flew to Brisbane and got sent back? Yep. And then <laughs> had to fly up again on game day. Yeah, yep. it was a weird situation. That's and maybe fun. they were rattled because I think Brisbane kicked the first 40 points of the game. Yes. It was game over. It was yes. fucking exciting. Charlie Cameron, <laughs> I reckon, had the best one-goal game of his career. <laughs> he was involved in like five other goals, and it all happened pretty early. Like He was just firing off handballs, and he was pumped. He was absolutely pumped. Looked good in the jumper. Um, I don't know if we talked about jumpers yet. It was no, Sir Doug Nichols' round. Um Brisbane's jumper was designed by Chrissy Johnson, who, for people who don't know, he's a former Fitzroy and Brisbane Lions premiership player, a fucking legend. It's like a basically the Fitzroy jumper, but you know, with an indigenous sort of spin on it. Um, that yeah, honors looks really nice. Honors the history of the club and honors the players who are currently on the list. It's fucking great. I love it. I might buy one. I, in yeah. fact, when Brisbane play in Melbourne, they wear like the Fitzroy sort of color version of their jumper. Yeah, I yeah. just wish that they would wear this one because it's the same colors. It's just the indigenous jumper. Fucking I reckon they might it. get it out of it. Players, teams seem to do this these days, but they'll often give the Indigenous jumper another couple of runs. Um, we yeah. used to wear one that Quentin Arkell designed, but this year we went with one that was designed by the same artist who designed the women's jumper, so they look quite similar, yeah. which is kind of yeah. nice. And yeah. I, I really liked it, and I think my gut feel will be that when we can have fans at the footy again and it's a Geelong home game, Geelong will roll it out. Yeah. Well, I hope Brisbane do. Like, why not? Because, I don't know, our normal class jumper's not that fucking good. Hey, made you look unreal. Yeah, mate. Fucking love Play it. like that in that jumper. Uh, it was good. Um, I think we've won yeah. seven seven in a row now. Um, everyone's firing. Hugh McCluggage had a really weird game. He had like 12 touches in the first quarter, and you're like, oh, another three votes coming up. And then he had like four touches for the rest of the game. Pretty much just like they just sat a player on him and tagged him out of it. And Joey, Joey had probably his quieter, quietest game. He still kicked a goal. I think he's kicked a goal every game this year. Mm. Um, they, um, they were talking yeah. about Joey in the commentary. I think Healy might have been one yes. of the people in it. They asked him, you know, Joe hasn't done a lot. Would you be worried if you're accident? And Jared Healy was, before the question had even finished, was like, no, why? I think it was Not Dermot. Brisbane. Yeah, I think it was Dermot. Dermot was just kind of like, or maybe it was Joe. I, I don't know. 
whoever it was, they were just like, yeah, I mean, some Play some days is a key forward. Games. It just doesn't happen yeah. for you. You don't and need who cares. Him, That's fine. It, does, it literally doesn't matter because your team's won by, you know. I don't even remember. How much did we win by? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, six, 64 points. Oh, yeah. I love to see it. Some um, big wins. Brisbane in the past, if I can be critical about previous seasons, they kind of didn't put the foot down and kill teams yeah. and hurt the percentage. Mm-hmm. Where the percentage is right now, it's currently higher than we've ever had in those last two successful-ish sort of seasons. You leapfrogged yeah. the Cats, mate. Yeah. Um, if you had anyone in the Brisbane back line in your fantasy team, at quarter time, you were just like, what the fuck, cunts? Because the ball just didn't go down there. In the first, like, at least the first 10 minutes of the game, I don't think they had an inside 50. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus It was, you know, that pressure we talked about with Melbourne on the on the Bulldogs. Brisbane just brought that. Like, so next Friday night could be fucking huge. It's going to be big. Um, Do you know what um, this yeah, oh, Zorko. Yeah, so you go, Joel. I was just going to say, because, uh, like, they scored 65 points, which is like a decent-ish score. But he scored 129 points. Shades of like the... Uh, and look, this was definitely a worse game. But shades of like the Essendon and North Melbourne game, where it's like, you murdered them, but you also let them score. But also like, it was just a demolition. Yeah, the weird thing too was... So we got up by like you know seven goals in the first quarter. And yep. then largely it was somewhat even for the next three quarters with Brisbane yeah. winning by like one or two goals per quarter sort of thing. Yeah. It was like the commentators said it. The game's kind of just in like a holding pattern. It was kind yeah. of, if you weren't a fan, it was a kind of boring game to watch just because Brisbane murdered them early and then just sort of like, well, Kept like, them ah, arm's length. that'll do. Mm-hmm. We've sort this, of done what we have to do. This game was the football equivalent of, you know, when you had like a younger sibling and they run at you and try and punch you and you just put your arm out and they can't get near you. That's yeah. what this game was. Is yeah. Brisbane just yeah. put its arm out and the Giants were just flailing and couldn't get, couldn't get anywhere near you. There yeah. is one very, very important thing that we haven't mentioned yet. We mentioned it at the top of the episode, but we have not mentioned it while talking about this game. And that is Mitch the Ram Robinson had the fucking game of his life. It's the best fucking game of his career. hell. Yeah. 30 touches, four goals. Mm-hmm. Fucking he, hell. That's a career best goals, I think. I think he kicked, unless he kicked, he either kicked three or four in his very first game. And then 200 plus games later, he's he equaled or better <laughs> done it again. on the weekend. I think which it is was just three, awesome. Because I'm pretty three sure three on four debut, was his and then yeah. yeah, and then yeah, four, and they were good goals. One of them, arcs. one of them was the miracle on grass sort of spot on the oh, ground. Yeah, after the yep. siren went, and he yep. just launched it. Love to see it. So he had 30 touches and four goals. Yeah, like that's fucked. He he's nearly- he's really stepped up in the absence of Neil. Like oh, massively. big time. Yeah, like who <laughs> could be back next week? Uh, Fagan said he'll be ready, which is fucking crazy. I would probably just sit him on ice. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk him against Melbourne, which sounds crazy because they're the number one team. But it's kind of like you've, we've won seven without him, right? Or seven? Yeah. Sorry, I think we've won four or five without him. I don't know. Just back the form in. Also, back yourself to probably you're going to have to play Melbourne in the finals so leave a few yeah. things up the sleeve maybe but yes, yeah Robbo was awesome and um, the special K inspired Zorko had 35 oh. touches and two goals <laughs> he's a freak he's special back K. he's back in all Australian form again thank you Tell special you K yeah. special K is like our magician he oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah he saved um, he saved the career of Zorko to be honest yeah he was Fucking clearly hell. on the way to the scrap heap um, yeah. Sean, so well done, Special K. Sean, I'm just looking at some stats here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
In They're how many games stuff. of football would, would Daniel Rich not be the number one metres gained player for Brisbane? Oh, I mean, it could happen. Who was it? Was it Robbo or, or Robbo. Zorko? Almost yeah. 700 metres from Robbo and then That's Zorko big from next. Him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, Tom, and I'll tell you exactly why. They didn't – How? all right, what did the Giants score? What was their, what was their goals? 10 goals, 5. 10 goals, 5. There you go, 5 behinds. They were extremely accurate. They were lucky they were so accurate the score would have been worse. Daniel Rich gets a lot of his metres gained because he plays on from taking the kick-ins. Oh, that's true. That's what it was. And also, the ball just didn't live in the back line. So the backman... Uh, I mean, Daniel Rich still got like about 100 fantasy points. But he didn't have his normal impact because yeah. the Giants were shit. Well... Oh, also, it's the first game that they have lost with Shane Mumford playing. Yeah. Get him out. He reverse the talisman. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Dermot Brereton has changed a lot in recent years where he doesn't want to advocate violence, but any time he's commentating a game with Shane Mumford, he 100% wants Mumford to kill somebody. <laughs> he kept he kept like giggling his way through the game and talking about Mumford's due for a week off anyway. Maybe he should take a few people with him. <laughs> like, he loves the big mummy. Yeah, <clears throat> loves him. I think he's the commentator who coined the phrase the mummify. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good on him. Congratulations on the huge win, Sean. Uh, also, you kicked 19-15, so it could have been even more fucked. With 13 individual goal kickers as well. Yeah, that's fucking hell. That's just coming crazy. from everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Jesus. It's all happening in Brisbane. Love it. So were you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next game. Uh, the second worst game of AFL in history also happened this weekend, which was the game that I'm barely even going to talk about. St. Kilda played North Melbourne. St. Kilda won by 20 points. If you're a Saints supporter, you shouldn't be happy with that. If you're a North Melbourne supporter, you should probably not be happy also. The end. Next yep. game. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Both hey, teams. mate. Saints. Oh, yeah, Saints actually. One. Still a chance at finals. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. It's disgusting. I think it was Fox Footy. No, it was the AFL website. It was yeah. like. Uh, it's, it's the most dumb. Like, my brother sent me three messages about it today. Just furious. He's like. He's like, my team's fifth, and we're playing okay without going great, and we've been written off. Saints are garbage, and they beat the bottom-ranked team, and they're back in contention. Yeah, so for anyone who didn't see this, and thank you, lucky fucking stars, uh, the AFL website published an article about how... Well, the headline for the match review of this was Saints still in finals contention after holding off North Melbourne. And uh, Saints are probably... uh, they're one of the worst teams to watch this year. Sorry, Matt, if you're listening. Um, but they're just wildly inconsistent. Some weeks it doesn't seem like they care. Um, here, here you go. Just like looking at the score, Worm, mm. they kicked one goal two to five goals one in the last quarter. Yeah, North Melbourne turned Yeah, North really like lifted in the last quarter. So that's, if you're a North fan, like be somewhat yeah, proud a bit of, of hope that. there. But St. Kilda, I think they're up by about, you know, seven or eight goals at three-quarter time. They should have turned yeah. that into like a murder, Jeez. and they didn't. So it's piss week. Piss week by them. You know the, the whole keeping their season alive? Yeah. I mean, technically, they're only one game behind Richmond. Yeah. It's the percentage that's a killer. And also that they're shit, and <laughs> they beat the bottom team. So, you know, big deal. It's crazy that they're like – we'll get to another team that's – um. There's there's speculation that maybe a team that's not in the eight that wasn't considered to be anywhere near the eight a couple of weeks ago is now all of a sudden um maybe looking to shake mm. up the eight a little bit. Juicy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy to like look at them and be like, oh yeah, they might make the eight now because they're playing very exciting football. And then look at St. Kilda who are playing the worst football and being like, oh yeah, they could make the eight. So could Fremantle. So could fucking GWS. They're in the same boat. Gold yeah, Coast. Gold Coast. Carlton. Carlton he- won't. They're- here's the thing about the Saints, right, though. So they, they beat North Melbourne and the hope's back on. They've got Sydney and then Adelaide and then a bye, which they're no guarantee to win that, uh, and then Richmond. That's their next four. They might I win one of those I next four. They'll win one or two. If they win two, people will be like, oh, they're back. I reckon because they're also a team. They make me so angry. But they could easily like roll Adelaide and then fucking roll fucking Richmond. Not Richmond. They won't beat Richmond. Um, They'll get smashed by Sydney too. Yeah. Disgusting. Next game. Speaking Uh, of disgusting, Hawthorne in general. (laughs) Disgusting. Yes. Awful. Uh, Bad. I a team that someone may have been Kane Corns. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Kane Corns. Said they're the team that are the furthest away from a flag currently. That's that is a big, big call. Did you? The only, the only he thing said to it talk, the correct. same way that he said every other thing he ever says, Tom. Like just it was been- a complete fact, and he was just like, "Yep, they're the team that's the furthest away from a flag." Moving on, just with the cold, dead eyes of a mm. shark. While Mitch Cleary sat next to him being like, <laughs> um, One nice okay. thing about this game is not about necessarily the game, but did you see that the Suns um, actually put together and gifted a specially made uh, Indigenous Guernsey for Sean Burgoyne? Like a, a Suns jumper with his number and name on the back? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. They uh, gifted it to him after the game. That's like cool. A, yeah. I thought it was a really nice touch. Um, but, yeah, they're real good. They're a team on the up, and Hawthorne are a team uh, whose coach will probably be coaching Collingwood next year. So, Took Miller had a fucking enormous game. I love Took Miller. I used to hate him. Now I think I love him. He's had uh, like five or six games in a row where he's had like 30-plus touches. He's a beast. That is correct, Sean. There is only one other player in the history of the Gold Coast Suns to do that, and that man's name is Gary Ablett Jr., Mm. Oh, rarefied air. <clears throat> Son of God territory from two. Bible club. Yeah. Jesus. Here's, here's a Bible stat club. that... Uh, <laughs> here's a stat that uh, young Gaz Ablett Jr. would not have come anywhere near, though. Took Miller had seven tackles also in the game. Fuck. Gaz loved to tackle back in the day. Uh, yeah, before he's... Before, when he had a good tackles. shoulder. Nah, good shoulders. <laughs> he, was, he was a tackle beast. Yeah. Before, before they... Gold Coast broke both his arms. Making him carry an entire team. Yeah. And then his spirit. Got a sore neck from all those Brownlows. Yeah. The Holy Spirit left him and he couldn't tackle anymore. And then he came back to Geelong and he found it again. (laughs) Next game? Yeah, why not? Anything anything good happen on the weekend on Saturday night? I was I was watching some movies and had a pretty pretty quiet night in and I thought I'll pop the footy on. Um I was also watching some movies for the Scaredy Boys podcast, new episodes every Friday. Ah, but then, perfect. but then, something horrifying was happening <laughs> on the local TV screens. Something was happening to the Eagles. Sean, you would be absolutely right because at halftime, West Coast kicked nine goals straight. Essendon kicked five seven, and they were like, and and Essendon kicked the last two goals of that quarter. So at points, they were very much on the ropes, and at Optus Stadium of all places. Not a not Fuck a good it. place to be on the ropes up the stadium. 
you fucking the moment you step foot on there you're on the ropes so when you're on the ropes in the game you're really fucking on the ropes <laughs> i was at halftime i reckon i was about a minute I, I didn't in the end but i was a minute away from messaging sean being like ah should have changed my tip sean they've done it to us again <laughs> <laughs> but i believed because i should have but then yes fucking hell a bit of a uh, third quarter magic <laughs> and then a fucking enormous fourth quarter meant that the Essendon Bombers beat the West Coast Eagles by 16 points at Optus Stadium when Essendon were fucking dead. But then they just resurrected. Well, that's the thing, actually. I say that they were dead, but they were never fucking dead. They were fucking chaotic, and West Coast eventually just got tired, and Essendon were like, yum, 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 and fucking gobbled them up! <laughs> but no, that's, but that's, that's genuinely true. Watching this game... It was essentially a case of the dam is going to break for West Coast at the moment. They were relying on the fact they'd kicked nine straight yeah, and were playing brilliantly, whereas Essendon just couldn't get it going. But the entire game, I think Essendon's pressure rating was in the elite to above yeah. average category for most of the game. Blowing the fucking end off the gauge, Tom. Boys, what's the deal with Nick Nat? Is he, he's played the full year, hasn't he, so far? Yep. yep. So why does he... Why does he only play 70% game time? He's he's done that for years. So is he just not fit enough? Because that's what you notice in the last quarter. Nick Nat's just like gassed. He's just run out of it. And like so is the whole team, really. They they shouldn't have brought Yo back, probably, because I don't think he could run out of four. Well, I think I think the issue was they were like, we'll bring Yo back and then we'll be able to rest him late. But then the problem was they lost Tim Kelly early. Can I and then the Oscar arrogance Allen of well. that? Is ridiculous. Stupid, yeah. Don't bring Yo back. I think did Yo play reserves last week or something? And I think he played like sixty percent of the game. One game in the reserves. Play reserves again and play a hundred percent of the game and then come back. The arrogance to think, ah, we'll be enough, we'll be far enough ahead, and then we can just rest him. Pathetic from West Coast. I think they drop out. He was playing. Yo was playing forward. Like they named him (laughs) at forward. He was playing in the forward line because you know, getting back into it. But yeah, I think they then just. Couldn't handle the pre- This is very similar to the way West Coast have lost games, where they're kind of in it, but if you kind of work them out, like they in that game against us where we beat them by heaps, they were all over us in the first quarter, very lucky on a few goals, and then we ran over the top of them. Their luck went for two quarters against the Bombers, and then the Bombers, like after half time, what, you kicked, Joel, seven or eight goals, and they kicked two. Hmm. It's a bit like that Richmond thing, isn't it? Where it's like if you can take all their best hits, yep. you just got to hang in long enough, and yep. then you can get them. Yep. You've got to take your chances against them, and yeah, hang yes. in. Yeah, because that was almost our problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Inaccuracy at points. Like before, we kicked those last two goals of the second quarter. We were would kick three goals seven, and that's uh, disgusting. Reminiscent of Essendon of two years ago. Yeah, Joel. There was a moment I loved in the last quarter where Hooker snapped one forward and Stringer yeah. took the mark and then Hooker just ran at him with these like arms in the air like he's Rocky Balboa. Because <laughs> yes. he was just like, we fucking did it. Um, well, oh, that Hooker was in the square. Did. Like it was guaranteed going yeah. through. Well, um, I didn't look at it and think, oh, that's a guaranteed one. But Hooker was just like, my man, I trust him. <laughs> that's something that's happening a lot. And I, um, there was another point where the... So, this ties into a huge moment that happened right at the end of the game, which was Essendon were up by nine points. Oh, no, so it would have been ten points. We went forward. Hooker went for a mark, but just dropped away because the man standing behind him was Alec Waterman, a player that not only was playing against his brother that day, hmm. uh, but also had been dropped by West Coast before we picked him up, who kicked the sealer and uh, 
it was enormous. But also when Hooker faded from the mark, like he like he went up for it and then just like dropped away. But he kind of ran away with his arms out out like by his side. It was a weird ass action. He, he was, was like, like, I don't need to do this. This boy's got it. <laughs> yes. But also, like, his arms were, like, this by his side when he was running. <laughs> I, like, palms, like, parallel with the ground. It was funny. I, um, yeah. Is, is Hooker, is Hooker, like, that old player who's getting old, slowing down, so he's resorting to, like, really cheeky, just wild tactics? That's what I think when I watch him. He's just doing weird <laughs> shit. Okay, Hooker. Wild tactics. I, Sean, I am shocked that a man who is famous for noogieing a nineteen-year-old after he kicks six on him is resorting to dog tactics. <laughs> Not even necessarily dog tactics, just like weird shit where you watch it and you go, "What the fuck?" I like it, and I also like yeah. it because he's a defender. There's always like, even though he's very slow, I don't know how the fuck he was defending, but <laughs> he's slow. But it also means that if the ball goes to ground in our forward line, you've got someone that's ready to just fucking murder a defender. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, he loves it. Um, he loves a murder, and he loves a murder that doesn't even like necessarily get him anything. Yeah, like there are the amount of times where he just seemed to throw his body into a contest, and it's like. You can't get your hands to that, and you know, but you don't care. <laughs> yeah. With Stringer back, I mean, I didn't realize how much I missed him until cometh the moment, cometh the package. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, both Hooker, Stringer, and Tipper are all like three forwards that you can rely on when they're under crazy amounts of pressure. Like, yeah. they sense the moment and they're like, yeah, all right, let's go. Strap on, fellas. So that mixed with our quite young, very exciting forwards, you're like, oh, yeah, sick. Because, like, yeah, Harry Jones, he might shit himself a bit because he's a brand new player. But Didn't then shit himself like- this week, went at 100% efficiency from <laughs> Jesus Christ. 10 touches. And he also was, for the second week in a row, we tried to rest someone. Someone pulled out of the game. We're like, well, you're not resting anymore. <laughs> Harry Jones wasn't in our side until about an hour before the game started. Hmm. Who was the out? Oh, two centimeter penis. Yeah, two hundred centimeter uh, penis. I, should say. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were thinking of Dagoe there, Tom. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> uh, right. Um, so yeah, Peter Wright hurt his calf in a warm up. I think uh, so. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. But oh, that hurts. Yeah. Now, nah, but yeah. you know who's might be back next week? Draper. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Because he was he had an eight to ten week injury and he got injured in round two. Jesus. Yeah, there's a chance we'll be what. back for the uh, Dreamtime at Optus Stadium game. Synonymous game for where our Dreamtime is played. Uh, I look, I reckon that'll be good. It will be good. Yeah, yep. based on the based on the light show and stuff they yeah. put on for the yep. this game, I reckon it'll be really cool and atmosphere. That'll be for awesome. It. Do you know what else yep. is good? And I don't know why this has happened, but I'm sure there's a reason. Do you know what uh, fucking Perth has a lot of Essendon supporters? Yeah, yeah, it was round. Like, it was it was very rowdy, and it wasn't just in my living room either. That's your biggest outside of Victoria. That state is your biggest, um, yeah, base of your membership. Really, That's over three over three thousand Essendon members in Perth. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I, and that's not counting just casual fans as well. That's just members. Yeah. I cannot wait to Dimmer, for Dimmer to fucking sook it up about this, being like, it's unfair. It's not a neutral ground. Fucking fuck you, the AFL. Fuck you, Essendon. Dimmer, I'm getting ahead of that. Fuck you. Ah, <laughs> uh. well <laughs> done, Joel. This was big. This might be one of your best wins for some time. 
Yeah, and and it's like the lid's fucking off, but not necessarily even with Essendon supporters. The media is all of a sudden being like, Jesus Christ, Essendon the most exciting team. They're going to make the eight. They're going to make the eight. <laughs> um, but they're also not doing to- that dog thing that they sometimes do, where if you don't make the eight, they'll be like, yep, that's cool, because they're like, they're, they're talking about your accidental rebuild, where just because of injuries and a few other things mm. and players leaving and you're kind of rebuilding on the run. And it's... It's panned out because I tell you what, the budget businessman is playing beautifully. Your three young guns are fucking going to win the rising star together. Yeah. Um, and one of our trades, every week, the media is going after the uh, former Essendon player. For maybe yeah. the rumors that came out of the club during the trade season turned out to be true. And mm. uh, the like, But when the media was taking uh, his side over the Essendon Football Club, now in practice when you've seen him allowed to do that, and it just doesn't work. All of a sudden, Essendon are looking totally fine for letting him go. Yep. Hey, get a budget businessman who can do both. Who can run both ways. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Before I get too excited, next game. Adelaide, you fucking blew this. You <laughs> You had it. Yep. You had it multiple times. Yep. I thought I was going to witness the biggest comeback of all time. I thought I was, was going to have the biggest smoky of all time. Get up. That's, yeah, wild stuff from you, Tom. I was um, the Jack only Rewalt. person in so many leagues. Jack mm. Rewalt was fucking, like, we, we hate the rat cunt on this show, I think, mm. but fuck, he was good. He had like a five, ten minute burst <laughs> where he was just like unstoppable. Kick goals, took mark of the year, just went off his absolute fucking head. Yeah, that was a good mark. Huge. I think he watched that other, what's the name of the, the young Richmond forward who played? Bolton. Nah, the other one. Oh, no, uh, no, no, Collier no, no. Dawkins or no, um, not him. But you know the one I'm yeah, talking it's about. It's a hyphenated yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Coleman yeah. Jones. Kicked, Coleman that's Jones. It. Coleman Jones came in and kicked four goals, and Jack was like, "Oh shit, I'm going to get pushed out of the team when Tom Lynch comes back." So he just fucking <laughs> erupted, just insane. Yeah, he had like five shots on goal in like the space of like three or four minutes, basically. Yeah, it was fucked. Just killed him. Put Adelaide to bed. Well done to Tex though for fucking keeping the dream alive for a while, and again. Uh, I mean, credit to Adelaide for when they went into the last quarter, like 30 points down. Yeah. Fucking went for Richmond still. They almost mm. did the thing that we're talking about, which is if you can weather Richmond, they do they do bleed. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, if, not, are, for, they're, if they're, not for Jack Rewalt, that's a win for Adelaide, I reckon. Yep. Yeah. They, they were Adam. coming so hard, and then Rewalt mm-hmm. just pulled some of the best football of his career out in, a, in that yeah. last bit. Hopefully he's gassed for next week, just like yep. exhausted. Forever. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Next yeah. game. And this was fucking huge as well. Uh, City took on Carlton, and for most of the day, it was one of those fucking classic arm wrestles. Yeah. It was fucking close all day. Like, one team would get, like, a goal or two ahead. The other team would just drag them back until yeah. the last quarter, in which case Carlton shit their dax a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sydney had bit. 22 Jack Raywaltz. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Well, Sydney, here's the thing. You look at, like... You look at your goals and and stuff for the game, and it's like, all right, so where's where's your win? So Mackay, yeah, he kicked a bag, and Cripps kicked a bag, <laughs> but then Heaney, Papley, and Franklin, and Haywood, and Kennedy all had very good goal kicking days. Mackay yeah. kicked three goals, five. I think he kicked four at least behinds in the last quarter. Jeez. So like they had a big chance, and every time he got it, he just kept fucking it up. No chill. Yeah. Papley kicked. A I'll say goal. I I hate him, but it was a. Are we talking about the one on the run? Oh yes, where he just fuck. It's a good goal. He turned around, saw Doherty chasing him, and went 
your knees are fucked. Can't watch this. Yeah. He literally. <laughs> he literally yeah, I, I heard him whisper, you're song. a TC cunt, and fucking just <laughs> ran away from him. It was incredible. Love to see it. It was so good. Oh, he, he looked at Doherty and went, I could have been you, but I stayed, and then ran off and kicked a goal. Yeah. This is this is why I, this is why you'll never be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, as body, a, no, literally, I've got a better one. I, I know we're stuck in this. As they're running... <laughs> Doherty was like, you should have been at Carlton. You know, I feel sorry for you. And then Papley turned around and was like, I don't think about you at all. Bang, goal from 50. <laughs> That's pretty good, Tom. Yeah, um, yeah. there's some pretty damage, damning footage for Carlton that came out of this, which is just like when the game's very much on the line, the defense just fell apart. But like, yeah. it didn't seem like that they were confused or poor communication. It just seems like they didn't want it at all. Yep. yep. That's every week. There's like damning yeah. footage of Carlton's backline just being yeah. lazy or whatever. And not all yeah. of them. Guys like Jones and Weedering go out there and every week they do their best. But there are some yeah. other businessmen who are not mm. doing the business. Yeah. I tell you what, if I was his yeah. boss, I'd fire him. Yeah, business no more. Yeah. He's his own boss. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. He's he's forgotten the combination to open the briefcase. Yeah. He can't deliver it anymore. Can't. No. Um. Can we talk about two things? Uh, Buddy Franklin is going to kick a thousand goals this year. Yeah, well, he's so on. He's it's so possible. on. It's possible. Yeah, it's like thirty, right? Uh, uh thirty-four. I think 34, he still needs to kick thirty-three. Halfway point of the season, Swans will probably play finals. It depends if he plays every game and that sort of thing. He, he doesn't need to play like- every game. He could just have a couple of games where he has a day out and kicks five or six. <sighs> It's it looks Tom, Tom, it's possible. The dream's Tom, alive. Tom, he needs to kick like three a game and play every week. So he can't just have a couple where he kicks five or six. That puts him behind what you're saying. No, no. But if he has a couple where he kicks five or six, then he doesn't need to play every game. He then only needs to play another one or two and kick like two or three. It is so gonna... gettable. It is so gettable. It's I gettable. Pencil yeah. it in for round four of twenty twenty two. Nah, first week of the finals. <sighs> Grand final day. Oh, yeah, that's a shame because he won't kick any on yeah. Harris Andrews. Yeah, nah, but he'll kick the first goal of the game. Wait, no, I don't know when I want it to happen. Maybe the third quarter. Crowd runs onto the field. Sydney get rattled. Brisbane get the momentum back. <laughs> win the premiership. That's big. Yeah, I think it's whenever a- it happens, Longmire would want it to happen late in the game when they're comfortably ahead. Oh, because for sure. I've never seen a team do well after the crowd has <laughs> stormed yeah. the ground. Do you think um, it'll happen? It absolutely will. 100%. Crowd. Do you reckon they'll... I mean, it's... Can you stop the crowd? You can't. Will the crowd do it, though? I don't know if they'll... Exp- I don't think the crowd will realise. Well, actually, they'll definitely do it. What, what do you mean? Do you you don't think the crowd will realise that come Buddy on, is going to kick a thousand goals for the first time since Tony Lockett? Yeah, come on, mate. Wash your mouth out. Fuck it, yeah, Al Dushit. You shouldn't be on this show after that. That's my... That's me territory. I... It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> and I'm so a huge right. fuckhead. Yeah, that's true. I'll agree with that. The biggest. Um, one more thing before we move on. Uh, if we're saying Buddy's passed it, people saying Eddie Betts has passed it, was like, hey, guys, I'm just going to have another crack at goal of the year if that's all right with you, and just pick a ball up one-handed and carry it like a fucking tray of delicious dinner. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was How a good goal. How fucked was that? Yeah, it was a ripper. Um, I love it. Yeah, both Buddy and Eddie have been... Uh, I mean, I think even this show has been like, oh, fucking hell. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have called it at some point, but no, we were wrong. Yeah, but so was everyone. Yeah. Uh no, I don't, I stand by the Eddie one. 
think he should have retired last year. Yeah. Yep. He's only had two or three good games. Yeah, but I think yeah, if but he can get one more goal good. a year. Yeah, and who's he kicking goals against though, Tom? Sydney like, are pretty that, good. No, but that yeah, they Sydney smashed are, both. They, they beat both of us. Yeah, they beat, they beat how good's footy? How many goals did he kick against Sydney? Two. One, two. Yeah, whatever. He kicked he five goals. Wasn't that against a shit team? He kicked four against us, I think. Yeah, shit teams. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. No, I love Eddie. I think he's great. Yeah, it's I'm good. Just it's good. Eddie out. Betts yeah, he... and Buddy Franklin kicking goals is good for footy. Eddie Betts and Buddy kicking goals in Indigenous round is good for footy. I know. Yeah. He kicked three on us. Uh, Mackay kicked four, and Hooker kicked five. We lost, yeah. but Hooker kicked five. <laughs> Big. That's good. It's so funny. Imagine, imagine rolling in to the 2021 AFL season and being like, "Yeah, Hooker's going to kick five plus goals in multiple games." You'd be uh, like, "Yeah, you're." A, you're I wouldn't a have believed head. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, final game of the round. Um, a good team played a shit team. Boys, the penis is awake. Only yeah, against but, shit teams. Yeah, it's actually. I think I messaged you guys and said that he was awake, but it's a flat track performance again. So let's mm. see how they do against a good team. I think. I think what they're going to start. Which they might have to wait. Are they going to buy this? They're going to buy, and then uh, it's yeah. Battle of the Reed household. Oh, then they play Geelong. So then, whoever they play the week after, hopefully that's like a good matchup for them. Where they play a good team. Fuck you, <laughs> Tom. Um, look I at think, your I think this I think... weekend and tell us that you're a good team. Yeah, come on, mate. We are. You a good need team. to go. No, you need to soul search in the week off. I don't think we do. I yeah, think we've no, got a lot you of definitely do. And we'll get out the other side and be a delicious lot of again. injuries. So do Brisbane. We've won seven in a row. <laughs> we've won. We've only lost one game since uh, yeah, we but... lost to that that soul searching loss to Melbourne. Haven't looked good though, have they? Some of and them. Two of those wins have been big wins against good yeah, opposition. Two, only two. Hmm. <laughs> I'll say yeah, no we're, more, Tom. We're flying. It speaks for we're itself. Right. Um, Eddie Betts kicked five against the Bulldogs, who are probably not a shit team. Which is oh yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, shit look, backline. when you're wrong, you're wrong, and this time you were yeah. wrong, Tom. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize oh, to Eddie. Fuck. I still probably would have retired. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tom, you're going to be like, let's have a look at next week. And I'm going to say yes. But first, let's just take a bit of a look at the How Goods McDonald Tipping Footy Top 5. Because our footy tip... Footy tipping top five at the moment, hectic. Ooh. A lot of names that we haven't seen there before. And a lot of like me? A lot of big tips. No, Tom. Yeah. Tom I, I was I tell you what, if Adelaide had it got up, boys. Yeah, you might have climbed out of the bottom five. <laughs> well, that's the thing, Tom. A close smoke is exciting, but it means you got the loss and everyone else got the win. So <laughs> like And I I would have had the double effect of backing Essendon as well. Yeah, so I backed Essendon, but I also backed fucking um, Richmond. So I got eight this week. The only one I didn't tip was... uh, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, didn't tip Melbourne. Yeah, I got seven. I got seven. So currently in uh, fifth spot in the How Goods McDonald Tipping Footy, How Goods Footy Tipping Competition, Brownlow Hawkins on 72. I mean, he could get the three votes because he was the only player that showed up on Saturday, so... (laughs) <laughs> then at number four we have Smiley Mick uh, uh, on seventy three points. Yeah. Then at num- n- number three we have Snaky Jakey sitting on seventy four points. Is that your brother? Nah, he'd be Snake Ob. Uh, yeah. I don't think he then tipped. coming at number two, Amazing Bag Man. Oh, oh, f- the former champ. And number one. Someone that's popped up this season, I think. Or at least has flown so far under the radar that I have not seen this name until this year. But also on 75 points, but has Bagman pipped on uh, margin by over 60 points, Oof. is Lauren Andrew. Oh. Okay. Jeez. Smokey. Yeah. Big Smokey. Come from nowhere. Lauren. Big. Uh, and uh, just for a bit of uh, insight to the host's positions currently. No, nah, we don't we need to know. We have Coach Carter, 22nd on 60, 69 points. Nice. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> we have Dusha uh, on 36th, 68 points on one oh. behind. And Tom. Um, um, <laughs> He's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 94th, I think. Uh, okay, so I've scrolled past 94. Oh, Didn't no. Didn't see you there. No. Okay. Not triple um... figures. <laughs> nah, he was 93rd last week. He wouldn't oh, have Yeah, you fucked it, mate. I'm 91st. Uh, ah. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I did. Yep. You're 91st. It's all right. There was a period where I was 124th. Mm. Hey, I've never pulled off. Week. I've never pulled off my amazing feat of the AFLW tipping, where I was the second lowest person on the site <laughs> in the world <laughs> on the whole of the tipping site. Every competition. Um, speaking of the women's comp, today is the first day of the trade period. Um, so I might have my heart broken in a couple of days' time. Yeah. So by next Purcell week, we'll, uh, no doubt be fucked. Yep. Taylor Harris is in all sorts of trouble when it comes to the trade. Uh, um, Sabrina is officially a magpie, boys. It breaks your heart. Good for her, though, I think. No. No. (laughs) It hurts to watch your heroes tumble so low. 
All I know is that, yeah, we're probably going to lose Purcell, but we'll pick up Chloe Shear from the Crows, which will be very nice. Yeah. Um, things are all fucked. Um, but let's take a look at next week. So, fucking hell. After f- primetime Friday night last week, we got another fucking primetime game. Big primetime. Melbourne time. take on the Brisbane Lions. Uh, was in Alice Springs, but I believe it's being moved now. I think it's, it's going to be, be the SCG. Yeah. Yeah. That's enormous. Bad for Brisbane. You don't, don't really play, play well there, do you? We don't play well there, no. Does um, it suit Melbourne, though? Don't know. Against all odds, we're probably still going to win by four <sighs> goals. Yeah, Brisbane, but it'll be tight. I reckon four points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Brisbane by two goals. Oof. Yeah. Good work. Saturday. Oh, St. Kilda take on Sydney. 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 Oh, dude, fucking hell. Next game, and this is the time slot it deserves. 4.35, Saturday oh, afternoon. Prime Adelaide time. Take, Adelaide take on Collingwood. Adelaide. It's at Adelaide Oval. Adelaide. Adelaide. I Although, hope text- that also might change. No. Nah. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I've we heard that they're calling it or expecting to be able to fly in, fly out. Adelaide. Adelaide. Now, up the stadium. Dreamtime, magic night. time, baby. Jeez. Fucking hell. Another prime fucking prime time. time game. Juicy. Well, if we play like we did at that stadium exactly seven days prior, uh, Essendon. 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 I think that we will be too chaotic for Richmond and they'll be too busy having a sook about the game not being at the MCG to focus. Where Essendon, who... um, I didn't actually mention this before, but after the game... Um, yes. yes. After the game, they interviewed Stringer and they were like, oh, what's it like? And he's like, first of all, Stringer, this is the first time I've ever seen him be like switched on with like what he's saying to the media because he said something that felt very much like a dig at Richmond. And he was like, yeah, to be honest, I don't know what we're doing. We're meant to be flying out tomorrow. We're all just pretending that's happening, but it probably won't happen. If not, I don't care where we play. It's exciting. Put us anywhere. We did it last Whoa. year. We'll do it again this year. And then um, he said- This is the best part of-, of it. <laughs> I mean, that was big because I was like, oh, fuck, that's a dig at Dimmer. And then um, they were like, oh, what? Like, what's the attitude like? He's like, oh, it's great at the moment. We've got a lot of young guys, though. It feels a bit like a school camp. You will not believe the amount of Mario Kart that's happening. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's it. That's the secret like, to success, Mario Kart. Powerful. He just said everyone's really excited. Like, <laughs> Yeah, chaos. I would be too if I was playing Mario Kart. But... <laughs> I know there was a but- fair bit of, uh, I think, like, Gran Turismo happening in the Cats hub last year. I know that <laughs> members That's of- That's the most Geelong fucking game. A really boring <laughs> on, racing game. It's the cheese platter but no, what of I mean fucking is- games, mate. <laughs> Car racing games or video games are the secret. Brisbane have a whole lot of gamers in their side and they're flying. Mm. It's the secret. Call if, of Duty, baby. If your team like is blowing not heads off. <laughs> Essendon, like throwing shells and fucking getting speed bursts. Well, I love it makes that. sense. Mario Kart's a cheeky cunt game. It's a chaotic it makes game. A lot of, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Gran Turismo is a classic game from a million years ago. Ah, now I want to know who Stringer picks. Like, what character does he go? Peach. Really? I think Stringer oh. would be like a Bowser. No, 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 no. Stringer plays as Peach. Hook, Hook as Bowser. 
And has to ask what the controls are every week. <laughs> yeah, how do I play again? Wins. Yeah, wins. <laughs> Does it one-handed. Actually, then- Hooker plays as Wario. Yeah, someone's got him. <laughs> that someone's me. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> uh, then, Sunday. Uh, Carlson take on West Coast. West, West Coast, Coast will bounce back, I think. Yeah. Where is it? Well, it's meant to be the MCG, but it's I not, doubt it. It'll be the SCG. Mm. SCG? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go Carlton. They got used to the ground last week, and West Coast are flat track boys who suck shit on the Ooh. road. Carlton for me. And then Fremantle take on Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. Uh, yes, Western Bulldogs. Yeah, so go on, Tom. Say it. Say it. No, I can't. Say it. I can't. Say it. I can't. Go on. Of course you can. It's not even that bad, mate. Just say it. Fucking Freo. Let's go. Yeah, all right. Whatever. Well, They're Tom's sinking even further down the ladder. That's all right. What have I got to lose, boys? I'm 91st. <sighs> More pride. Credibility, pride. Don't have either yeah, of integrity. Don't have any. Don't have that. It's a spot on the show. <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't be the same show without me. For example, no, yeah, be, be how would you know to do this next? <laughs> Tom, I'm going to stop you there. This episode has run long and has been plagued by technical issues. The inbox, no doubt, is firing, but unfortunately it's going to keep firing for another week. Nah, good. I respect it. And look, yeah, technical difficulties. Yep. Big time. Um, it's been all hectic. Hopefully the uh, final product here has turned out well. Uh, and if it if it's listenable and you're enjoying it, uh, Tom, where can you let us know how good... Everything yeah. has been and ha- how everything has sounded. If you want to send us an email and be like, man, the technical aspects of tonight's show were superb. There was not a point where any of the hosts dropped out noticeably. Uh, and I'm going to let you know that at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. And there was multiple points where hosts dropped out here. So if you didn't notice, let us know how good we sounded. It'll boost our confidence, and we'll roll into next week just fucking fired up, ready to read a hundred emails. Great editing, Joel. Well done. Thank you. Well done, mate. Preemptively Her- thinking myself. Well done, Heroic. Joel Dusha. Phew, Captain's performance. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.